0: Hello, friend, and welcome to Daily Treasure, a devotional podcast by Sharon Betters, produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. This week, our guest writer is Carla Miller. Today's devotional is called Feel Your Feelings. Today's treasure These eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears toward their cry. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalm 34:15-18. Despite his global developmental delays and seizure activity, Henry continued to spread positivity, delight, and vivacious life to everyone in his world. Once I accepted the truth, this is who Henry is, and this is who Henry will be. I was able to rest peacefully in God's goodness to even allow me to be Henry's grandma. I soaked up all the love and connection Henry would bestow on me, and I poured back into him as much care and attention as I could give. Yet, the grim fact always lurked in the back of my mind that his life expectancy was shortened by his Dravet syndrome diagnosis. Then almost, as soon as I had accepted that Henry was perfectly made in God's image, by his decision and for his purposes, life again confounded us. We were vacationing in North Carolina when we received tragic news. Henry had died in his sleep. He was only five years old. He had just experienced the best six months of his life on new medications. He had been doing marvelously. We threw together our suitcases and began the silent and surreal car ride back north. He and his family had been vacationing in New Hampshire and the endless miles that lay between us and them seemed to stretch interminably. It was incredibly hard to believe that Henry was gone. What was God doing? I had to work again through accepting God's will, wisdom, and ways. I am so fickle and faithless. My knee-jerk reaction was again to plead, Why? Why now? Why Henry? Couldn't we have him a little longer? He reflected you so much, Lord, in his unconditional love for everyone. He was one of your ambassadors this isn't right. Show me your purposes, please. Show me your plan. April 11, 2014, till July 12, 2019, is inscribed on the stone of Henry's grave marker. These two facts, his date of birth and date of death, are written in stone because they will not change. God numbered our firstborn grandchild's days at one thousand nine hundred and sixteen. Even if I knew why Henry's days were determined to be so short, I would still disagree with God's decision. With each passing day, week, month, and year, I fear my recollection of Henry is dimming and moving further afar. That unnerves me. I worry that I won't be able to remember and cherish who he was. I've never walked this path before, and I desperately need God's help to traverse it. I want Henry to be at my daughter and son-in-law's side instead of at God's side. I want Henry to be a big brother to his little sister, Tally. I want to see my first grandchild grow up to adulthood. I want to watch as he blossoms and soaks up the wonder of this world. I want to see him coach himself verbally, to try again, as he doggedly works on a task and doesn't give up. I want to hear his sweet and invariable greeting, happy to see you. I want to be a recipient of his unabashed delivery of warm hugs, I want to see him joyfully wave a flag at church as he sings Jesus' music. Instead, I must just trust. Over my lifetime, God has repeatedly proven His character to me. I am confident He is wise, powerful, and loving. I still struggle to reconcile God's love and sovereignty, but I know He will never leave me or forsake me, nor will He abandon Henry's mama my daughter, Sarah, or his daddy, my son-in-law, Paul, nor his little sister, Tally. Meanwhile, I wait in trust on him, channeling my mourning and the grief of our entire family by petitioning the Almighty God who hears and cares. Grief is what we think and feel on the inside when someone we love dies. Mourning is the outward expression of that grief. Some things have helped me mourn thus far on this unwelcome grief journey. All of us mourn differently and hold varying depths of relationship to those we have loved and lost. Still, I hope something I share might lighten your heavy heart. By God's grace, mourning the death of my sweet boy has changed me for the better despite the devastation of losing him. Give yourself permission and time to actually mourn. Allow yourself to feel sad, angry, hurt, disappointed, and conflicted. Don't judge yourself harshly, nor regard the opinion of others who might. Be open to counsel in order to walk this road in a healthy way. Find a way to authentically express your grief. Holding it in will eventually give way to its harmful release. I found it cathartic to read about and study grief, and to read memoirs of others who have walked this way before me. I also wrote out and shared publicly my thoughts, feelings, memories, and struggles. Writing especially helped me in the first few months after Henry died. It still helps me to occasionally visit Henry's grave, situated in a quiet corner of the cemetery under a big oak tree. I talk aloud to Henry, telling him how much I miss him, and recalling what a great impact he had during his abbreviated life. Crying is a natural release to the emotions that are an integral part of who we are, nothing to be ashamed of. I do not cry easily, but when Henry died, I wept often, both publicly and privately. His death stirred a place in me that had not been touched before. God writes down all of my sorrows and collects all my tears in a bottle. Psalm 56.8 He expects us to shed tears. Cry out to the Lord with your mouth, your heart, your soul, your being. Doing so acknowledges our absolute dependence upon Him. In our tearful pleas, we acknowledge our frailty and inability to overcome the problems before us. Our cries show that our trust is in Him to act on our behalf. We freely surrender self-will to His perfect, sovereign will. That's from GodQuestions.org Feel and express your feelings. They are valid. They are a part of who God made you to be. Gracious Father, you hear me when I call out to you. You give strength to meet each difficulty. Even when it seems you are not answering or even listening, I know you are working. If I wait patiently, you will turn to me and hear my cry. In times of trouble or distress, you will answer my cry and free me from all my fears, amen. The prayer was taken from Psalm 40 verse 1, Psalm 20 verse 1, and Psalm 34 verse 4.
1: Hey friends, I know that you are enjoying these devotionals this week, and I'm so grateful for our guest writers and for our narrators. We wouldn't be able to do this without them, and God is using them greatly to give others the help and hope of the gospel. It's August, it's summer, and you might be thinking about your small group Bible studies this fall, and I hope that you will consider using Treasures of Encouragement as your study book. You can go to treasuresofencouragement.org where you can learn more about the book. You can learn about the study guide, the leader's guide. We have other resources there that will complement the study of Treasures of Encouragement. It will really be helpful as you lead a small group. So check out TreasuresOfEncouragement.org and think about using this book as your small group Bible study for this fall. I'm Sharon Betters. Thanks so much for joining us, and I look forward to being with you tomorrow.